0: Welcome to the Serious TV Drama Podcast, or in this case, the Serious TV Drama Podcast bonus, extra, whatever you want to call it. I'm Scott, and as I mentioned on the Best of 2022 podcast, I couldn't stop at a top 20 or a top 25. I actually came up with a top 75 for the year, which basically means I watched 75 different series last year. So I thought it might be nice to have me go over all of them in one mega or mini podcast, I should say. Um, that way I can explain why certain series did not make my top 20, why they fell down to where they are, so on and so forth, and thus save myself having to explain it online for the next few weeks. So without any further ado, let's get started with my top 75, or in this case, number 75 all the way to number 26. Uh, hopefully I will remember to stop once I hit number 25. Okay, let's start the clock with number 75. The Flash, season 8. Look, the last two seasons of The Flash have been, I would say, unforgivably bad. I've made enough excuses for this show for the last several years, but there are no excuses for these final two, last two seasons. It's, it's just been bad. Sorry. Number 74. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I wish I could say I even liked one of these curiosities. I'm curious to know what they were thinking. It just wasn't a fun watch. Number 73, The Walking Dead, the final season. Yeah, I'm glad it's over. How they were so stupid to undercut their own finale by letting us know all these upcoming Walking Dead series, which pretty much told us that almost every single character was going to survive this zombie apocalypse once again kind of made the whole thing feel pointless to me. It's not even really over. It's just now sprouting into, like, three or four or 15 other shows. Forget it. Number 72, Titans, season four. It's actually not bad. It's just Titans. You know, for every good moment, there's, like, three or four bad moments. There's been some good stuff so far. There's been some stuff which makes no sense. The whole Superboy-Luther storyline has come off super lame, I don't know what they were thinking. It's a waste because the kid playing Superboy has been really good in all the previous seasons. Now I think he's just hamming it up. I don't know what to make of the show. Maybe when they come back from their hiatus, it'll be better. Don't know. Number 71, The Book of Boba Fett, Season 1. Hey, I was a fan of the Boba Fett toy when I was a kid, too, but he was never an interesting character. And you confirmed that by making a very uninteresting series. Number 70, this might hurt some Star Wars fans, I'm sorry, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 1. You know what? I didn't need this backstory. All you did was make me question everything so that it doesn't make sense. Remember, what we're watching here is supposed to take place just 10 years. I believe it's 10 years. 10 years before the events of Star Wars, or as everyone else likes to call it now, A New Hope. Which really, the more you watch it, the less sense it makes, I guess and McGregor really ages badly in the next 10 years. Anyway, I just found it rather underwhelming, and I felt it really just undercut and minimized Darth Vader as both a villain and a character. I really wish they had never done this series. Number 69, It's Just the Amazing Race, season 34. Don't really have much more to say about it. It was... Eh, it's fine. Number 68, The Flight Attendant, season 2. I really, really liked season one of Flight Attendant. I really enjoyed it. Season two made me want the series to be grounded from this point on. I don't need to delve into this woman's life anymore. It's gone from sad to just ugh, redundant. I don't want to watch it anymore. Number 67, Star Trek Discovery. Season five, part two, which came back in 2022. I get why this series gets the hate it does. I agree with some of it. Some of it is just ridiculous incel-like behavior on the part of crummy fans. But at the end of the day, it just isn't very good. And it really should have been better. It hasn't been good for the last few seasons, quite frankly. Number 66, Amazing Race, Season 33. If I didn't talk about number 34, why am I going to talk about 33? Number 65, Lock and Key, Season 3. Uh, I loved Season 1 of Lock and Key. I liked season two of Lock and key. Season three just felt like a bad Benny Hill sketch where guys in dressed up as you know British Revolutionary War uh, soldiers were running around uh, a house you know looking for keys like the entire season. It just felt like it needed to end and thankfully it did. Talking about things that needed to end. 64. Killing Eve the final season. Wow, remember how good Killing Eve was its first few seasons. Remember how bad the last season or two have been of this show? Really bad. Number 63, Survivor, season 42. It's Survivor. Uh, basically, you got to show that you're either going to love or hate the way it ends, and hopefully there'll be a couple episodes that are decent or exciting or great tribal councils. That was the case with this season. Survivor's going to pop up again here. Um, I'll, maybe I'll have a little bit more to say about that one. I don't know. Number 62, Picard, season 2. Ugh. I really want to like this show. I loved Patrick Stewart and the character of Picard. Uh, I'm looking forward to season three. I want to like this show. They touched on things like time travel and the Mirror Mirror universe. you think that would be enough for me to rave about it. And the fact that I'm not tells you something about the show. It tells you there's something wrong with it. Still looking forward to season three, but I can't lie. I was disappointed by season two. Number 61, Quantum Leap. It's the new Quantum Leap. By having it at number 61, it sounds like I'm knocking it. I'm actually not. I actually liked it. I was very skeptical of there being a new Quantum Leap, but we got it. I like the storyline. I like where they're going with it. I think what's the problem with the show, the biggest problem is, your leads are just not as fun and engaging as the original ones were. And I know that's not fair, but there was something about Scott Bakula's Sam, which made us love him. I really do like the main character in Quantum Leap, but there's a certain repetitive nature to how he speaks and goes about things and solves problems. And it just, in a weird way, it just makes it feel the same week after week, regardless of what time period he ends up in. And I think that's a problem. But I'm still going to stick with it. I still like it enough to stick with it, which is rare because I don't watch almost any broadcast network shows anymore. But I wish it was better. Number 60, the final season of Stargirl on um, The CW. Um, I still had fun watching this show. Is it in the same realm as other comic book-based TV series? that put out by both DC and Marvel. It's not, but it's in between. Hopefully it might find its way onto HBO max or something. And maybe that might give us an uptick in the quality of the show. Although it probably won't come back and we have to be happy with what we got. Uh, By the same token, number 59 is Superman and Lois season two. It's still better than what came before, but not as good as other things out there. Basically, what I just said about Stargirl applies to Superman and Lois, except it didn't get canceled as of yet. Number 58, The Crown, Season 5. You, If you listen to the podcast, you've already heard me and Brian talk about Season 5 of The Crown and our disappointment with it. Um, the fact that The Crown used to be a perennial top 10 finisher for me, um, and now it finishes down at 58, pretty much tells you all I need to say about it. Number 57, The Offer. That was the Amazon Prime series about the making of The Godfather. The first few episodes are fantastic, and then it just dawdles, and it gets to a point where I don't believe it anymore. I don't really like it anymore. Um Yeah, I was very disappointed by the time that series was over. Number 56, Season 2 of Hacks. Wow, that was a big tumble. Because season one finished at number 16 for me. Now it's at 56. So it's, it tumbled down 40 slots. It's not that the season was bad though. It wasn't bad. I, I found myself just caring less about the characters involved. And there were some characters I wish they had focused more on as they had done the previous season. And they really didn't get used hardly at all. Like, um, like her assistant, that dude. I wanted more w- with that character, and we didn't get it. Uh, it was okay, but this show should have been better than okay. Number 55, Survivor Season 43. Uh, it's better than Season 44. Um Had a great couple uh penultimate episodes and, and whatnot, but a very disappointing final Tribal Council, which everybody on social media has been attacking for the past few weeks now. Number 54, The Handmaid's Tale, Season 5. Um, This is one of those shows that, you know, I'm watching it with my friends every every time there's a new season, and we sort of enjoy it as much as you can enjoy anything like The Handmaid's Tale. But I think we're at the point where, oh my god, is this show going to end yet? Um, ugh. It's, you know, it, it it's well-crafted. Um, we're big Elizabeth Moss fans, and and especially, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, and Dowd is, is amazing on it. It's Ann Dowd, right? Um, but otherwise, yeah, again, we're, we're there for the long haul. We'll watch that final season, but I kind of want it to be over already. 53, season 13 of Archer archer is a steady eddie just delivers the good season after season they've had a few downturns this was a nice uptick for the show um especially with the loss of jessica walter um and they did pay proper homage to her as well um it's still worth watching it's one of those shows you just never know it's on until it's been on for like for five weeks where are we? Number 52, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, or is it Maisel? I always mispronounce the name. Season four. Um, I didn't mind season four. I actually liked it. I think I liked it more than the previous season. Um, I still have some serious issues with the show, which bothers me, because everything about the show should be something I like. It's a period show that takes place in New York City, you know, it's a time period I love. I think almost all the actors are fun to watch, and that is one of the reasons it still makes, at least it showed up on the list somewhere here. Um, I love the Lenny Bruce stuff. The ending at Carnegie Hall, I think, was fantastic. Um, I just wish there had been more of that and less of some of the other things. And I still think they are at a loss as what to do with her parents half the time. Um, Tony Shalhoub especially has felt wasted for the last couple seasons. Um, it's still a good show. I'm still, um, I'm glad I watched it, but uh, I think it could have been better. Number 51, Ms. Marvel on the Disney Plus Network. Um, it took me a few months to get to this show. Um, it's really a lovely little coming-of-age story. Um, highly recommended. Um, didn't know what to expect. Wasn't that familiar with the character, so it didn't bother me if any number of changes happened with that character, as I understand from all of the, the geeky starts out there. It's still fun to watch. And now we're rolling into the top 50 with Russian Doll Season 2. I liked season two of Russian Doll. Again, sucker for time travel, um, especially if you're dealing with New York in the 80s, primarily. But it felt a little scattershot to me at times. Um, I didn't really care for some of the resolutions to the story. I get what the bigger message and story they were trying to tell as far as her relationship with the woman who was basically like her surrogate mother for a good portion of her life. I just felt it took a long time to tell that story, which is saying something with a show that that takes place in just these little half-hour nuggets. Um I still like the show. There's a lot of things I like about the show. But this is a show that should have finished in my top 20, and here I is at number 50. Number 49, Werewolf by Night on Disney+. Plus. So enjoyed this. So much fun. The only reason it's finishing this low on the list, so to speak, it's a single movie event th- kind of thing. I don't feel right pushing it ahead of something that has 6, 8, 10, 13, whatever episodes. So here it is at number 49. Number 48, season 3, the final season of Afterlife, uh, the Ricky Gervais vehicle um, you can find on Netflix. The fact that he was able to get three seasons about a story about... Basically, a guy who's depressed that his wife has passed away from cancer, and he's kind of a piece of crap to everybody, um, but slowly becomes a better person, but not to the point where it's like an Ebenezer Scrooge uh, makeover. Um, says something about um, the, the writing ability and even acting ability of Gervais, as well as his troupe of actors that he brings along. Um, I'm glad I watched it. I think it's a worthwhile watch, um, certainly pleasant enough number 47 Midnight Club the latest from the guys who gave us shows like Midnight Mass which i think made my top 20 last season not as high as it did on other people's list um this is a bit more youth um not youth what's the word i'm looking for young adult oriented i would say um but i still found it very enjoyable i really liked it um maybe the stakes weren't quite there because All the characters are suffering from terminal illness, so we know they're all going to (laughs) die. But it still was a fun show to watch, especially the different stories the characters would tell in The Midnight Club. Number 46 was um, just came out a week ago, Letterkenny, season 11. I liked it better than season 10 of Letterkenny. The chip conversation alone made the season worthwhile. Um, They've really gotten away from much of the idea of an Story arc for a season now. I mean, there was one, but it kind of snuck up on you because you guys. Oh wait, is this really a big deal that he's helping out this uh, guy's had a bad run of luck in his life and then turns out to be a scumbag after all? Eh, it's very light, but it, it's okay. However, number forty five is actually Shorzy, which is a spinoff from Letter Kenny. And you know why it finished ahead of Letter Kenny? It had a stronger uh storyline for the entire season. Was it a little bit on the hokey side? Yeah. But was it fun to see Shorzy realize as an actual person, as opposed to just a pair of feet on, in a bathroom stall? Absolutely. A lot of fun. Very funny. Just to hear the put-down after put-down after put-down, which is why we love the Shorzy character to begin with. Number 44 would be the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um Just a lovely Christmas special. Hey, I the fact that I saw this within a few weeks, I guess, of seeing Footloose for the first time in my life probably made it hit me just a little bit harder than it might for other folks. Um, so love seeing Kevin Bacon and everything he did. Love the Christmas songs at both the beginning and the end of the special. Just a nice, fun uh, ride. Def- fun sleigh ride, if you will. Worth watching. Number 43 was the final season of This Is Us. Um, I'm glad it's over and don't really have much else to say about it i'm like i'm glad it's over you always had some good performers in there sterling k brown um what's her name the 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 woman who plays the mother uh probably doesn't get quite as much credit as she deserves from time to time but uh i'm just speeding through these so if i don't have the character names off the top of my head or mean the actor or actress names off the top of my head i apologize but you know again try to go fast through this number 42 cobra kai season five Cobra Kai is cheesy, silly, cringy at times, and yet it's probably one of the most fun shows you can watch year after year. Um, It embraces the 80s. It's an homage to the 80s. It's riffing on the 80s. If you're an 80s person who saw at least one of the Karate Kid movies, you should be watching this show. And even if you haven't seen the Karate Kid movies... Yeah, there'll be a few references you won't get, but don't worry. They'll explain them to you. They'll even show you flashbacks from the movies to make sure you get them. You don't need to have watched the movies. You know, honestly, I've only seen the first Karate Kid movie. I never saw any of the sequels, and I had no problem following what was going on. Where are we on the list? We are up to number 41, Paper Girls on Amazon Prime. Uh, really enjoyed this. Um, the actors... Um, those those four girls were really fantastic. I'm kind of upset that it didn't get renewed for a second season because, you know, <laughs> we're never going to know. But keep hoping maybe it'll show up somewhere. But at this point, we haven't heard anything like that. So I have my doubts it's going to happen. Number 40 is season four of Ozark. <sighs> they made the mistake of the way this show was presented. Splitting it in two didn't help was season four bad? No. Was it a come down from previous seasons? Yes. Was I satisfied with the overall resolution? Nah, not really. It was, eh. It, it makes me, it doesn't make me that reluctant to recommend the series. I would still tell someone you should watch Ozark, especially if they're a fan of things like a Breaking Bad and so on. Not that it's that good, but jason bateman and laura linney are both worthwhile watches on that series um it just it just finished okay to me i don't i'm not gonna say it didn't stick the landing but it was wobbly where are we number 39 house of the dragon the game of thrones follow-up or prequel or whatever you want to call it i actually like it number 39 is not a bad number for me quite frankly um it's very simple compared to game of thrones however and maybe that's a good thing because there's not really much to the storytelling here um so to me this feels more like a souped up soap opera and i don't mean soap opera as a negative because i think both shows are in some level of soap opera but just it's it's honed down to um you know relationships um, and who's gonna eventually be on that throne and we've been there before. But it's just told in a very simple way compared to Game of Thrones. There's not like 800 different characters who are all following different story arcs and character arcs all around the, you know, whatever world this is. Everything seems to be concentrated in basically one or two places. I don't have a problem with it. I like it. But there was no way the show was going to crash my top 20. Um, but I will say I did love some of the performances, especially uh Patty's performance. Uh, absolutely great. Definitely going to get an Emmy nomination. We will just wait and see what category he shows up and either be lead actor or supporting. Uh, where are we? Number 38 is the Sandman. The Sandman had two legitimately fantastic episodes and the rest were fine. If, They had had maybe just a couple more fantastic episodes. That series would have crashed my top 20 for sure. It's still a great watch. You got to be patient with it. That's, you know, the one problem, so to speak. But I apply that to a lot of shows. You got to be patient with them sometimes. Um, I don't recall if it's been given the go ahead for a season two. I kind of hope it does because I'd like to see where they go with that show. Number 37 is Under the Banner of Heaven with Andrew Garfield, um that was on FX or FX Hulu, whatever. Um not fun, very serious, but very daring, not quite what I expected. I wasn't familiar with the book from whence it came. Um it's just it it's a lot more interesting than I expected it to be. And a and a much more um unvarnished view of Mormonism than say we got like on big love for all those years. Uh, It's it's a, it's a good series again, has been spoken about on the podcast before number 36 was Atlanta, the final season, which they, I guess they split up over the course of the year. Um, There's a lot of critics who probably have Atlanta higher. I really like the show. Did I lose patience with just one too many or two or three too many episodes that had nothing to do with the characters? It was just them spinning their own, sometimes almost Twilight Zone-ish-like tales um, to fit under the Atlanta umbrella. It bugged me a couple times. I got the messages they were delivering. Sometimes I don't think they were quite that subtle, but maybe that was the point. Uh, I like where the series ended, so that's saying something. Um, I would have liked to have placed this series higher on my list, but I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't push it any further higher up my list. I, I, it it just, it didn't, it didn't do it for me enough to land in the top 20 or even top 25. So here it is at, what did I say? Number 36. Number 35 is a spinoff from Big Mouth called Human Resources. Took me at least an episode or two to really get into this, but once it got rolling, it was almost as fun to watch as Big Mouth, but not quite um definitely if you're a big mouth fan you should be watching or should have watched human resources if you've missed it well it's on netflix go watch it speaking of big mouth that finishes just ahead of it season six of big mouth finishes at number 34 yeah that tumbled way down from number 13 that uh season five finished in last year was it really uh, that worse than the previous season No, it was actually, it's actually a good season. Number 34 is very good. I just couldn't make uh, any reason or excuse to have that show finish higher on my list. Number 33, She Hulk, Attorney at Law. The crap this show got from so many factions on the interwebs and whatever is ridiculous. Kind of made me like the show even more. Kind of made me think it's a middle finger to all the idiots out there. Please notice that most of the critiquing and and people who came down on She-Hulk, I want to say the vast, vast majority of those fans were guys. I won't take it any further than that. Y'all can figure it out for yourself. I think we talked about this on the podcast already, too, as well. Number 32, Reboot. Just watched that in the last week or two really really enjoyed the show that's on hulu uh not a big comedy guy but this was really a delightful show i love judy greer i am really starting to like johnny knoxville and i never had any opinion about him whatsoever and of course key key is always good no matter what show he appears on um really looking forward to the next season of this i think they take an idea and do a much better job with it on reboot than, say, we saw on a show like Episodes. That was that Showtime show from a few years back. Number 31 is The Patient. The show that was on FX with Steve Carell about the therapist who gets, essentially gets taken captive by a serial killer who wants him to treat him. Again, I believe we spoke about the show on the podcast. Um, I know it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. And I also know the ending bothered some people. Uh, I gave them a lot of credit for how they ended the series. I think it was um, audacious and risky. And when you think about it, I don't know if the show could have ended another way without it feeling kind of like a cheat. So here it is, number 31. Number 30. For All Mankind Season 3, which fell way out of the top 10 from last season, which finished at number 7, to land here. Let's face it, Season 3 was simply not as good as the previous seasons. There were just too many storylines that stretched credibility and really used up my patience in way too many instances. Despite there being some really great moments throughout Season 3, but those moments don't add up to the show finishing in the top 10 again this year. So here it is at number 30, which, as you can see, is still pretty good. Where are we? Number 29 will be the final season of Peaky Blinders, season 6. Um, I've loved Peaky Blinders from the start. I think they did a fine job at the final season. How did I feel about the final episode? I liked it. Did I love it? I'm not going to say I loved it. I'll just say I liked it. Did I want a little something more? Did I want something more to the way this whole show was going to close? I kind of did. I kind of felt not completely satisfied by it. But there was so much more I liked throughout the season that I'm willing to still rank it this high on my list at number 29. Number 28 is going to be Mythic Quest Season 3, which is we're in the middle of right now. I Maybe there's only a couple episodes left, quite frankly. Um Yeah, this fell down from number 12 from last year, but I think that's more indicative, indicative of it being not a completed season yet. Or maybe there's just a lot of other good shows. I don't know. I, I really still love this show. It just finished at number 28. Number 27 would be Moon Knight on Disney+, Plus. obviously another MCU Marvel character adaptation. Uh, Oscar Isaac does a fine job in it, as does Ethan Hawke. It's a fun show to watch. Number 26, Shining Girls, the Apple TV show with um, Elizabeth Moss and the uh, the fellow who played Pablo Escobar, whose name escapes me because I didn't write it down, uh, Werner or something. Uh, Not Werner Herzog. I love the idea of kind of combining the ideas of a serial killer. Essentially, a serial killer and time travel. Um, last time I think I remember seeing that was maybe Time After Time when Jack the Ripper, you know, made it from the 19th century into uh, 1970s uh, San Francisco or something. I never did explain how he got to San Francisco. I don't remember. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, but I really enjoyed Shining Girls. I loved the mystery of it and trying to figure out exactly what was going on. Um, had a lot of fun with that one. Made you think. Um, The final episode was fine. I'm not going to say I loved it, but I think it was fine. And now we are at number 25, which would be where I'm going to stop now, actually. Because as most, if not all of you already know, I went over the top 25 on the podcast, the best of 2022. I believe the intention was that me and Jamie would go over our five that didn't make our top 20s before the three of us would then do our top 20s. And I believe that was the case. This was clearly recorded before we did that podcast, in case you haven't figured that out already. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this little STVD bonus podcast extra, whatever you want to call it, with the usual If you enjoyed the little podcast, you'll enjoy our little Facebook page. It's the Serious TV Drama Podcast page. Like the page, you can join the conversation about any of the shows mentioned here, even the ones I really didn't like, or anything else you want to talk about that's TV or even pop culture related. You can certainly follow the podcast on any number of podcast platforms, but you can find the entire Archive of all three hundred and, and where are we now? Three hundred and sixty-seven. Three hundred and sixty-seven. Oh my god! Podcast can be found at stvdpodcast.podbean.com. You can certainly follow us on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find us in both places. Uh, Instagram: We're serious TV drama as one word. Twitter: We are at stvd podcast. Of course, that's stvd as in serious TV drama. Also. Be sure to check out my other podcast offering that I've been working on for the last couple months. That would be Scott Forgot the 80s, where me and a different co-host, almost every episode, discuss a movie from the 1980s, one that I skipped, but my co-host, fortunately, will have seen. It's made for some really fun podcasts. We've already covered Footloose, Top Gun, and Christmas Story. The next one coming up this month will be The NeverEnding Story. And thankfully, this will not be a never-ending extra podcast because it's time for me to say thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And see you on the other side.